Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. While following a climatarian diet that prioritizes foods and beverages made in a way that protects and restores the planet's health may still be niche, the trend is gaining traction quickly, with some researchers and brands predicting environmental sustainability will be a top consumer priority alongside taste and nutrition within the decade. According to the research conducted by the Hartman Group, consumer interest in sustainably produced products underwent a notable shift in 2019, at which point 51% of shoppers said they purchased sustainable products because they were better for the environment up 19 percentage points from 32% just two years earlier. At the same time, the Hartman Group found 63% of the population felt government and large companies should address waste and pollution, and 46% wanted them to address climate and energy. But setting sustainability goals and succinctly communicating progress towards those goals in a consumer-friendly fashion that can benefit the bottom line isn't easy, especially when consumer engagement, understanding, and passion about the topic are spread across a broad spectrum. Which is why in this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, we take a closer look with the Hartman Group at how consumers are prioritizing environmental sustainability, what is driving their interest in the issue, and how one brand, Moonshot Snacks, is talking about climate change to build better businesses and a better future. While the Hartman Group's biannual sustainability and transparency research, most recently was released in 2019, already shows consumer interest in environmental sustainability ticking up, the research firm's senior vice president, Shelley Belanco, predicts that the pandemic will further accelerate consumer interest in climate change and support for companies and brands that proactively address and strive to improve it. She explains that Hartman researchers currently are out in the field gathering data for the next update scheduled for release next month, but that consumers were profoundly influenced by the environmental impact of the regional shutdowns during the pandemic, as well as the direct line drawn by the outbreak between an individual's health and that of the broader community. The pandemic definitely accelerated consumers' interest in um, contributing positively uh, to climate change. Uh, And often it's because it's increasingly seen as part of their own personal health uh, and the health of their families and the health of the communities that they live in. So, you know, during the pandemic, uh, when pretty much the entire world shut down and stopped driving everywhere uh, for a, a period of a few weeks, uh, we could all attest to the fact that the air quality improved, you know, substantially. Uh, and there were lots of reports of wildlife returning to urban areas. Uh, so the pandemic made that piece uh, crystal clear, the human impact on our environment. Um, there was also um, a dawning realization that um, food and beverage workers uh, were putting themselves at risk uh, during the pandemic. And so issues of social justice and social sustainability uh, and responsibility uh, came to light. And, you know, there were the workers 
health and welfare um, was seen as a priority among consumers. So now we're predicting that issues of sustainability are going to increasingly you know, sway consumers' purchase decisions because it's not just an environmental issue or just a social justice issue. It's all of those things um, that are also tied to the health and well-being and longevity uh, of their um, own lives and, and those of the people that they care about in their immediate surroundings. Belanco added that previous rounds of research also hinted at a deepening consumer interest in the impact of food production on the climate as illustrated by the shift from organic to regenerative agriculture. What we found previously is that a lot of consumers who are choosing food and beverage products with environmental health as well as their own personal health in mind have been choosing organic um, and looking for USDA organic certification in particular. But some of our um, research has shown that um, organic is no longer enough um, from an environmental perspective, that consumers are looking not to uh, buy products that will help ensure the status quo, but actually repair. <laughs> and so um, more committed sustainability consumers are looking for things like certified carbon neutral uh, or the, the new regenerative organic certification um, as a way to uh, vote with their dollars uh, and contribute to the greater good uh, in that respect. So it's not to say that organic is no longer relevant. Um, you know, certainly these consumers are, are still um, making a lot of organic purchases, uh, but these other kinds of quality indicators like certified carbon neutral, regenerative organic certified, um, these are other indicators that help the consumer make choices that are in alignment with their values. Even though environmental sustainability is gaining importance, it is far from the number one purchasing criteria for most shoppers, which is why when Julia Collins launched Moonshot Snacks Carbon Neutral Crackers from Regeneratively Farmed Ingredients, she also prioritized convenience, nutrition, flavor, and value. I, I wish it was the case that climate-friendly was the number one purchasing criteria for um for our customers, but we're not there yet. You know, um, most people are still looking for flavor, health, and value as the top three um, sort of things that they're considering when, when reaching for a box of crackers. But what we do know from talking to consumers is that the climate-friendly aspect of our product does drive repeat purchase and referral. So brands, I mean, so customers feel as though they've gotten sort of an extra dose of feel-good when they purchase our crackers. So we're giving them the flavor, we're giving them the value, we're giving them the health, but there's this other component that they're not only doing something good for their bodies, but for the planet as well, that makes them reorder and actually recommend them to friends. Um, and you know, this sort of maps to what we know about the data for today's consumer. I mean, 55% of the growth in CTG from 2014 to 2019 came from sustainably marketed products, right? It's a small portion of the category that commanded the lion's share of the growth. I'm sorry, that was from 2015 to 2019. Um, and more and more consumers are actually identifying themselves as purpose-driven. Um, they're making more plant-based food choices and reducing meat in their diet. So we do know that more and more consumers, 70% of consumers in the U.S. and Canada, for example, 
feel that it's really important that a brand be sustainable or eco-friendly. So there is some correlation between a brand's ability to make <clears throat> sustainability part of their core value proposition to the consumer and that consumer's willingness to pay. And in some cases, consumers are willing to pay up to 39% premium for brands that are marketed as sustainable. And these trends are, are you know, continuing to grow post-COVID. We see millennials and Gen Z being particularly interested in purpose-driven brands or in sustainability-oriented brands. While consumer interest in environmental sustainability is on the rise, the degree to which individual shoppers understand or care about the issues varies greatly, creating a marketing and educational challenge for climate-friendly brands. Blanco says the first step for companies hoping to open a conversation about or improve the food industry's environmental impact is to know their target consumer. Consumers are involved in the world of sustainability along a continuum. And folks who are super committed and do a lot of due diligence and research on their own are looking for a certain set of words or certifications. And consumers who might be on the periphery side of things, as, you know, to use Hartman language, um, don't know a lot, um, aren't that motivated to learn a lot. And so the language um, and the attributes that they're seeking are going to be very different than those other consumers. So first, it's, it's important to, one, understand your consumer uh, and who your target is and how, the extent to which they are involved in sustainability. And you're right. Um, most consumers don't know a lot about these, these terms. Uh, for example, with uh, regenerative agriculture, uh, in one of our studies, we found that 34% of the total population um, had some knowledge of regenerative agriculture. Uh, but then you compare that to 56% core consumers in the world of organic. And so my point about know your consumer is, is really important uh, because if you are speaking to a more mainstream consumer, the language of regenerative agriculture probably isn't going to be super impactful right now. But the way things are headed and the pace at which food culture is changing, we would anticipate within two to three years, mainstream consumers are going to be looking for language like regenerative agriculture uh, or climate positive, carbon negative, things like that. No matter where consumers are on the continuum, Belanco recommends brands craft messaging that is collegial. Uh, don't try to educate them, even though these issues are complex and uh, a bit unwieldy for most consumers. Um, nobody likes to be educated to. <laughs> or, or, so um, speaking to consumers in uh, a really accessible peer-based tone um, is always recommended. Collins strives to make Moonshot's messaging relatable but still educational by offering different degrees of detail at different points on the package and the brand's website. She also notes that she is open to adjusting claims to meet consumers where they are as their understanding deepens and evolves over time. First thing that you'll notice when you pick up a box of Moonshot crackers is that we make a climate-friendly pledge on the front of the package. Right there above our logo, wrapped around our logo, we say that we are climate-friendly crackers. And, you know, we're the first brand to make a front-of-pack climate claim. We're the first snack brand to really put the climate front and center in our, in our messaging. And that was a very important decision for Moonshot. But again, the only reason that Moonshot exists is to take action on climate change. We've only been around since December, and we've already done three iterations of our packaging with a forthcoming soon. 
And the reason why we keep making tweaks to our packaging is because we want to be exactly um, what you just mentioned, which is that we want to be clear, um, we want to be relatable, we want to be impactful. And so we're really experimenting with what combination of words, how many mentions of climate, how technical we need to be in our definitions in order to really resonate with our consumers. And every time we do a new iteration on our messaging and put it into the market and get feedback, we learn a tremendous amount. And so we're trying to just get better all the time with each subsequent iteration of our packaging. So the current packaging that I'm going to talk to you about now, again, is this third iteration. We actually went, Elizabeth, from having eight instances of the word climate on our package to paring that down to three. Um, what we learned from listening to consumers was that those eight mentions of climate was just too much. Um, that actually we needed to have a more balanced narrative. So we did a recent survey with consumers and what's really resonating is that nearly half of our consumers, 44%, actually learned about regenerative agriculture from Moonshot. And this we found really interesting. So that you know, 44% of the you know, tens of thousands of people who are already interacting with our brand, you know, soon to be hundreds of thousands or millions, are actually learning about regenerative agriculture from Moonshot. So this opportunity to learn, to explore, is actually really resonating with consumers. And what we're hearing is that they like learning about regenerative agriculture from that on-pack definition. And many of them are also choosing to go to our website and to take a look at our content there on web, on Instagram, um, and even through our blogs to learn more. 80% um, of our consumers tell us that that our on-package definition of regenerative agriculture is either extremely helpful, helpful or very helpful in informing their understanding of the concept. And I'll tell you what, and you probably know this, but when you're trying to create packaging messaging or when you're trying to fine-tune your copy on package, you have quite a challenge because there isn't a lot of real estate. You have to really be balanced between the amount of words and the amount of um, uh, visuals that you want to have on the package, which words you choose. And regenerative agriculture is sort of a complex concept. So trying to boil it down to you know, just 350 characters is really quite a challenge. But what we're hearing from our customers is that they really like that we're helping to educate them about something new that matters to them. Um, with all of that said, we did also hear from customers, though. Um, let's see, I think it was about just under a third of our customers thought that our regenerative agriculture definition was even a bit too lengthy and wanted something even more succinct. So as succinct as we tried to be, there's still an opportunity to do even better. And it's so important that we listen and learn from our customers because ultimately we're really not just trying to build one brand, we're trying to start a movement, and the foundation of that movement really has to be awareness and education. So our job is not just to sell crackers. Our job is to really open people's eyes up about the intersection between climate and food. And that means being clear. That means being succinct. And that means being impactful in our messaging. That's why we go to all the trouble of continuing to refine our messaging, even though it is quite a bit of work. As important to Moonshot Snacks as its environmental message is, 
Collins acknowledges that the brand's marketing still needs to hit the fundamentals of what it's offering from a nutrition and taste standpoint. When we think about our communications hierarchy, we do need to communicate things like flavor and things like health in our messaging as well. Um, you mentioned that side, uh, that the side of the box where we talk about the pairings. You know, initially we had four pairings there, um, so we had to pare down our pairings. And we decided also to call them climatarian pairings, just to add that word climatarian onto the box and start to pique people's interest about what would it, what would it mean for me to be a climatarian? Um, is that like being a vegetarian or a pescatarian? And um, of course, you know, as, as you probably know, a climatarian is someone who makes their food and lifestyle choices in accordance with a healthy climate. Um, but what we had to do there was sort of decide to pare down the number of pairings, but still have them there because... When it comes to capturing consumers' hearts and minds, you have to meet them where they are. And when we look at what's in the consideration set of today's snack customers, flavor is first. Uh, you buy crackers because you're looking for something delicious to eat. So we really did have to make sure that we preserved that focus on flavor and joy and delight, even at the same time as we introduce this idea about regenerative agriculture and climate-friendly food and carbon neutrality. Just as consumers are at different points on the sustainability continuum, so too are companies. And even if a brand isn't as advanced as Moonshot Snacks, Belanco says they can still talk to shoppers about what their environmental goals are and where they are in achieving them. Today's consumer is starting, like mainstream consumer that is, is starting to be concerned about these issues because they are affecting them in their own backyards. Um, and so, one, brands should be perfectly transparent about where they're at uh, and then share what their goals are uh, and their plans for getting there. Uh, consumers don't expect companies to be perfect today. Uh, they just want to understand where you're at, what you stand for, uh, and how you plan to affect change. And then be open and honest about your progress toward those goals. But setting sustainability goals and charting a course to achieve them is hard, which is why Collins developed software to help companies navigate this path. At Planet Forward, um, we've developed software that just reduces the cost and the complexity of bringing carbon neutral and climate friendly products to market. We've developed the fastest and most efficient way to model emissions for food products and for companies. And the benefit to our users is that they can actually understand their carbon footprint and make emissions reduction plans faster and easier than ever before. And the goal is to help all brands work on their emissions reductions as soon as possible so that they can meet their own net zero targets. This is a software that we've built really from the perspective of knowing how difficult it was at Moonshot. And so we've taken all of the um, experience that we have gained building Moonshot as a brand and tried to build a tool that can serve other brands. So if anyone is interested in building a more climate-friendly or carbon-neutral product or company, particularly folks that are in the CPG or consumable products industries, please reach out to me. I'm definitely here to help. I'd love for Planet Forward to be in a position to help all brands get clarity on their carbon footprint, make their emissions reduction plans, and really drive toward net zero just as quickly as we can. 
I see a future. I see that it's possible for all brands to stop being part of the problem and start becoming part of the solution to addressing climate change. And I know that it just starts with better data and better information. So I really just hope that Planet Forward can do its part to create a climate-friendly future. And it really does begin with consumers and brands all having the information and the resources that they need to make the right choices. Looking forward, the food industry and consumers still have a long way to go to make environmentally sustainable diets the easy and healthy choice. But Collins and Belanco are optimistic that both understand the urgency and are taking steps to make it a reality. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope that join me again next week for another installment. And to ensure that you remember, I encourage you to subscribe. Until next time, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive, profitable, and safe week. <music>